You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the Urban Sports Scene. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself, Wole, Ray Jeezy, Will T is out. We are also part of Sports Journey. Make sure you check us out at sportsjourney.com. You'll find all kinds of sports content, especially for your DMV teams. What's good, Ray? Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year to our listeners. Today is the first day we are administering the vaccine. And not the COVID vaccine, but we're giving out Chase Young and Russell Westbrook <laughs> vaccines, brother. So if you are voluntarily willing to get that in your DNA, you're in the right place. Oh, Definitely. Man. But not nah, in all seriousness, <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it fun to talk playoffs? Isn't it worth it? Tom Brady coming to town, Chase Young talking. I'm telling you, it's, it's all been worth it. 79, I don't care about any of that. Throw that out. You have a home playoff game coming up, brother. You have to admit it's dope. It is dope, man. First show of the new year, so happy 2021 to folks. But, yeah, it's dope. Dope time. You know, there's some there's some buzz in the area. You know, you got the Washington football team going to the postseason, going to see, you know, the great Tom Brady. You know, a lot of people look at him as the GOAT. And then you got, you know, Russ and the Washington Wizards. They're looking a little better. So I think it's a it's a good time to be a, a D.C. sports fan. Uh, but subscribe two to and o. 2-0, right? Two, like, yeah, exactly. Two-game winning streak. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Uh, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T would normally say this, but he's not in the building. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. All right. We'll talk about the Washington football team defeating the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14 to become the NFC East champs and their upcoming NFC wildcard playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus Washington football team reporter Donna Hopkins will be a guest for this segment. At 8.20, NBA reporter Troy Halliburton will will join the show to talk about the Washington Wizards' improved play of late. Ray, Ray referenced them having a, being on a two-game winning streak. At 8.40, we'll talk about Ryan Garcia, TKO, and Luke Campbell, host of the quarterly, quarterly Report podcast. Armand Lee will jump on the show to discuss this. Then finally, we'll talk NFL playoffs with hosts of the Football Garbage Time podcast, Hakun Wong and Ryan Winfield, uh, Whitfield. Excuse me. Uh, but first, right now, we have... Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus Washington football team reporter Donna Hopkins on the line. What's good, Donna? What's up, Ray and Wally? You know what? You, I heard uh, Washington football playoffs. That is music to my ears. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. Tell him, Donna. Tell him. I've been telling him that for weeks and our listeners. <laughs> I can't stop reminding people. And look, you know what? I don't care how they got there. I don't care about the Philadelphia game. I don't care about the coach pulling hurts. I don't care about any of that. That's their problem. All I know is this Washington football team is in the playoffs Mm -hmm. first time since 2015. So my ears are ringing. So, yeah, so, Donna, you you mentioned that talking about, like, some of the press this this football team, the Eagles have gotten, to be honest with you, not even the football team, for pulling the players and – uh, not having Jalen Hurts finish the whole game. Did you see an issue with that? Just looking 
outside of not covering this team? Did you personally see an issue with that? Well, you know, when it happened, I was like, what in the world is going on? I said, did I miss something? Mm -hmm. Did he get hurt? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, looking at the players' faces on the, the bench on the sidelines and even Person's face, it was like, what craziness is going on right now? Yeah, I was pretty shocked because although the Eagles were not going to the playoffs, but the thing about it is you want to play your basketball and you want to win. Mm -hmm. And I don't even want to hear that excuses. They wanted to hear or see about what they had quarterback wise. You already knew what you had quarterback wise. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to get in the game. He was drafted by the Washington football team. Uh, but to, to pull him at a, a, a crucial time and he was creating habit for the Washington football team's defense. Mm -hmm. So I really still don't understand why that happened because I was looking with a puzzled face like <laughs> everybody else was. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was surprised just like everybody else. My, I guess my thing is about like, is the Giants, you know, the Giants organization and coaches complaining about what the Eagles did. And I'm like, you're a six and 10 football team. Um, what, why are you complaining about playoffs? You're six and 10. Like you could have won football games to get just to make sure you controlled your own destiny. So I, I guess my thing was like, all right, I get why, you know, some fans can be annoyed to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, you're six and ten. I know if, if, as a Washington fan, if that happened, if it was the other way around. I would look at games that this team should have won rather than look at, oh, why? How come the Eagles didn't compete? Yeah, you look at the culture. When we talk about culture, we talk about what Ron Rivera mm -hmm. said when he came here, that he was changing the culture. When we look at the Philadelphia Eagles, the culture needs to be changed a lot in that organization because, mm -hmm. you know, look at their quarterback situation. And and even Peterson, I, I mean, we don't even know if he's going to remain as the coach. I know that he had a meeting with the owners today hmm. and, and, you know, he had uh, voiced some displeasure in too many voices uh, saying mm -hmm. what needs to happen throughout the course of the season. So when you got too many people in the pot uh, making decisions, then the coach has his hands tied to a certain degree. And <laughs> you know what? I don't understand the, 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 the process of what he did. I'm not in his head to say, why he did what he did. I mean, he is the only one that knows that. But at the end of the day, this Washington football team, give them credit for winning the game, whether they pulled hurts or not. The defense had to play well down the stretch, and they did. So, I mean, I'm giving the Washington football team credit. I mean, they they made it interesting because a depleted Philadelphia team, they really still struggled with winning that game and the week before all they had to do was win and then they wouldn't have to be wouldn't have had to be biting their nails in that last game so it is what it is they're in the playoffs so we got to move on past and get ready for Tampa Bay so Ray Ray did you have a question not at all oh I thought you did I, I so. just Okay, I thought you didn't. Oh, oh, I don't have a, I don't have so a question. I gave y'all so many tips. No, because <laughs> no, I thought you no. said <laughs> no, 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 Donna. Donna I, I was I was just commenting in the background that we got to talk about this playoff game. Forget yeah. about Philly; it's over and done yeah. with. Thank yeah. you for your comments about Ron Rivera. That's a that's a perfect segue because he's created this culture and now it's led to a playoff game. But what is what does he do now? What decisions does he make at quarterback? It's been a common theme. 
over the past couple weeks about who's going to start. But now Dwayne's out the picture. You got two guys who seem capable based on the fact that your backup has experience at Heineke in this system with two other organizations. And Alex, we know he's a warrior. So what would you do this week if you were Ra Rivera? Hey, hey, Ray, you know, you brought up uh, uh, some key points because that mm-hmm. is the concern with me right now going into this playoff game is the quarterback situation mm-hmm. and the health of Alex Smith. Because we saw in that Philadelphia game, his mobility mm-hmm. is not there. But the fact that, you know, he's out there and, and, and wanting to play and he adds so much, you, you could see a little bit as far as uh, him not being able to step into or step back as far as to put a little more zip on on the ball. Mm-hmm. So that concerns you. But Ron Rivera in his press conference said today that he may play, rotate both quarterbacks, depending on what is happening. So, I mean, is that an advantage for the Washington football team? Because the Philadelphia, I mean, I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't know which quarterback to, to prepare mm-hmm. for because you Good may point. be throwing Heineken in somewhat and then you've got Alex Smith. But also on the other end, how does that disrupt the flow of the offense and the receivers when they're, you know, as far as the, the tempo of, of Alex Smith? Mm-hmm. But Alex Smith adds so much as far as experience, mm-hmm. but Heineken adds so much as far as his mobility. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think when it comes down is that the offensive line is going to have to do a tremendous job in protecting Alex Smith. And then the, the, the Washington football team must establish the running game and really stick with that. Yeah, but so Donna, yeah, go right. Oh, go no, ahead. No, no, go, no, go. Definitely go right. Go. What do you What do you think about the Devin White injury on Tampa side? And just give us your overall thoughts of how you expect this game to play out. What What chances do you get Washington to win this game? Well, I think these two teams match up well against each other. I think that the defense is going to be key also. Devin uh, White gone is, is key for them, the linebacker for, for mm-hmm, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And then we even mentioned Evans may not play yeah. uh, as far as the receivers because let me tell you, the the receiving mm. core for, for Tampa Bay is so strong. Yeah. They've got three strong people. Uh, with Antonio Brown coming on, he's had four touchdowns in the last three games. Mm. So, you know, he came uh, into the flow in the middle of the season, and now he's starting to pick up. And But this is where the defense can come in. If you pressure Tom Brady Mm -hmm. and knock him off his ribbon, that is where you're going to be able to attack them because if you allow him to step back there and get into a flow, he's going to pick you apart all day. But the, the, the defense... Defensive pressure is going to be the key in disrupting. So I think that this game can go either way. But the thing that Mm -hmm. concerns me is not so much the defense, it's the offense and being able to score because we know that the offense all season long has has struggled to put points on the board. And 20 points and 15, 14 points and all of that is not going to get it done when when we know that Tom Brady just put up 44 and can, (laughs) you know, put up 44 again. If, if that defense doesn't do their job in putting the pressure on him and rattling him and getting him off his game. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it, isn't to your, yeah, to your point, like, isn't that more on the offense? Cause we've seen this defense, if they're not on the field forever, they're able to, you know, get, get, get the offenses off the field. Um, the opposing offenses off the field, but isn't very important for Scott Turner and uh, his team and his, you know, his unit 
to, to sustain drives and not have t- three and outs so you can limit the uh, attempts for Tom Brady. You're exactly right, Wally, because this team offensively have, have to start strong. Mm-hmm. They cannot get, afford to get behind in this game because there's no catching up. This mm-hmm. is like the NCAA tournament. You're one and you're done. And, you <laughs> and then you look at it, everybody else is wishing that you were still in the dance. Mm-hmm. So, so the offense, they've got to do their part. This is one time that all three phases of this team, they've got to play almost a perfect game. So they've got like the Washington football team started off strong against Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but we see how they came back. Now the, the advantage for this Washington team is that Tom Brady is not going to run run mm. or do anything that uh, that some of the mobile quarterbacks have done and to hurt this this football team Washington football team but the thing about it is it's the offensive side of the ball they've got to do their part that like you said Wally they can't do uh three and out three mm. and out three and out and then they go in at halftime trying to play catch up ball they they can't afford to make mistakes either cannot turn over the ball and field position is so key for this team so, and also, you and you know, you you heard Chase Young after the game, after the Eagles game, and the, the great Chase Young, because the the dude keeps getting better and better. Um, said that you know he wants Tom. And do you feel like that's like bulletin board bulletin board material for Tom for Tom Brady? Because already Arians came out and said like, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not mad at Chase Young because I like his energy. Mm-hmm. I like he. I, I like because he can back up what he says. Mm-hmm. Because you look at his play over the last three weeks, he's been like a wrecking ball. He, I mean, him and Monte Sweat mm-hmm. to me have been the anchors for that defense all season long. They are such a dynamic duo. They're like uh, Batman and Robin. I don't know which one is Batman. I don't know which one is Robin because <laughs> they switch up uh, both times. But I like the the fact that they uh, they are the dynamic duo. Uh, but I like what Chase Young does. I like that energy that mm-hmm. he brings. He pumps up everybody else on that defense and on that team. So the thing about it is, hey, uh, I don't have no problem with you saying I want Tom Brady. Uh, I, I, you know, that's what I want. I want you to be hungry to say I'm not afraid of you, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Drew Brees or nobody else that we're going to face. So you've got to have confidence like that going into a game like this. So I, I, I don't have any problems with that. Hey, Donna, I've already made my prediction, but I do like Washington's chances, and here's why. I want to get your thoughts. Washington is now known as a second-half football team. We know to beat Tom Brady, you have to play all four quarters. You cannot let up because he's that dangerous. Do you think that gives this team an advantage going into this game, being that they played well, notably in the second half, over this sort of hot streak that they had? If it wasn't for Alex and Antonio Gibson and McLaurin's injuries, I feel as though they would have ran the table. So do you think this is an advantage for this football team, knowing that they're, that they're really good in the second half? You know what? you got to be able to play 60 minutes of football when you go into That's the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you, I, 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 you know, this second-half team and whatever has made them struggle to fight to just to be into the playoffs. So, mm. so I just believe that they've got to be a, a, a first-half team and a second-half team when you're going into the playoffs and facing anybody, not just Tom Brady. You've got to establish from the beginning of the game taking control – and, and keeping control of the game. So that that's my outlook on, you know, this Washington team going into that. I mean, 
I they I cringed because you just don't know about the second half. Although they've been strong, you know the playoffs is totally different. Yep. Totally different energy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this team has not <laughs> been there since, since 2015 and the fact that the majority of this team is a young team. So, you know, you got that on your shoulders, too, of the pressure of this is a playoff game, you know. Uh, if we don't win, it's over. Uh, so I think that they just got to play a complete game from from the start to the finish. Well, Donna, uh, before we let you go, um, we've seen that you've been doing a lot of shows. Do you want to plug any show or anything like that before we let you go? Well, you know, well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, uh, Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus. Um, you know, this week we've got Doc Walker mm-hmm. on there and a whole line mm-hmm. of guys that that's going to you know break down just the, this playoff game you know doc has been there before was mm. on the championship washington football team when they were winning super bowls uh, <laughs> and playoff game so so i mean it was great kicking with the, with them and uh you know tony is always colorful and then you know marvin's show got that and that's the reason why i gotta leave you i know home. i know donna i know i gotta hop on, <laughs> hop on over there on that side with the sideline report mm-hmm. but i think it's just great with you know the buzz around this uh city finally this team is into the playoff and the energy that ron rivera brings uh a new breath of fresh air to um this this town and this organization and you know, I'm hoping that this is not a one-and-done playoff appearance, but this team can make some noise. And if they get past Tampa Bay, then they're just going to build their confidence uh, even more in facing either the New New Orleans Saints next, uh, uh, I think is on the table, according to who wins that game. Mm-hmm. So it's an exciting time for, for this team. Definitely. Hey, Donna, hopefully they can do it. I appreciate you for being on. Go jump on the next hey, show. Wally and Ray, I got my fingers crossed. I got my toes crossed. <laughs> I got everything crossed that I can have crossed. <laughs> I've got the four-leaf clover. I've got oh, all of those. Donna, you're you going to be in the building, though, so you're going to be good. You're going to see it all you know, up close and personal. <laughs> so you're good. <laughs> Always good yeah. having you, Donna. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much, Donna. Thanks. Have a good Have, have a good later. one. See you. <laughs> Again, that was Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus Washington football team reporter, Donna Hopkins. She's awesome. She's just an amazing person. All right. The Washington Wizards are on a two-game winning streak. NBA reporter Troy Halliburton will be on to talk about the Wizards after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces.
You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself, Bole, Ray Jeezy, Will Tease Out. We're part of Sports Journey, sportsjourney.com. Yo, I love the M- the M- the old retro NBA song. I can play that that thing all day, man. It takes me back to my youth when you hear that NBA on NBC type of theme music. But uh, right now we have NBA reporter Troy Holliburton on the line. Troy has covered the Washington Wizards for five seasons. What's good, my dude? I'm doing all right. How you guys doing today? Man, we're good, man. <laughs> Hey, hey, Troy, we are old enough to remember the real world. And, and remember, the real world had the confessional. And I want to start, and I, I want you to go after me. I, I confess that as much as I love John Wall, I was in favor of the trade for Russell Westbrook. That's my confession. So tonight, I may be biased in some of my opinions. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, hey, your turn. <laughs> hey, 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 I, I can appreciate uh, that, that confessional. I, I'm, I'm going to say that... Uh, I think that uh, my, my confessional is that, that I don't think that Bradley Bill is going to be a, a wizard for two months longer. So I was like, oh, right <laughs> I got a confession about Bradley Bill, but no, but I'm 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 going to get a lot of like hate if I if I say it. You know what I'm saying? So, but my confession for Bradley Bill is that it's good to get the, it's good to be that dude for three quart for three quarters in ten oh. minutes for three quarters in ten minutes. But when you need that clutch basket, I'll give him credit for last. For against the Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Nets, he made a big play. But for most of the, you know, most of the time, I've seen Bradley Bill for about three minutes and ten, for three quarters and ten minutes into that last quarter, um, he's good. He's real good. But those last two minutes, he ain't the same dude. Yeah, I, I've been high, highly <laughs> disappointed in Bradley Bill's uh, uh, closing crunch time mm-hmm. uh, play for the last couple of years. Yep. stuff. So I'm right there with. Okay, you. just making sure I ain't the only. Okay, just making sure I ain't the only one. Uh, I'm disappointed though. <laughs> I'm disappointed, Troy. I thought you was going to admit that you that you really don't like Russell Westbrook. <laughs> that's, that's not even a confession. I'm wearing that all my I love it. Like, a confessional is something that, you know, I'm I'm trying to I don't want the rest of the house to know. Like, I'm walking around like with that on my oh, I got a jacket on. Like, yo, man, get out of here, man. Oh, hold up, because you, you tweeted, John Wall love is not Russ hate. But I was like, that's bullcrap. <laughs> nah, but the thing is, I'm not hating on Russ because it's not Russ's fault. It's the, yeah. it's, 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 it's the ownership's fault. It's Ted Leon's mm-hmm. fault for pulling the trigger. A hastily decision mm-hmm. for, that wasn't a basketball decision. Yeah. To bring in Russell Westbrook, he called him high character and durable. He can't even play back-to-back. And he coming out here shooting 25 times a game, 28, 6 Like, I don't know what's going on with this guy, man. Hey, uh, hey, let's let's get back. Hey, let's get to the get let's get to the Wizards though, real quick. Let's do some positive speaking for the Wizards. They are on, they're doing something right now. <laughs> something positive right now. So after after losing five straight games to open the season, uh, the Wizards have won two straight, including a big win over KD, Kyrie, and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh how impressive was that win against Brooklyn for you, Troy? That was a very impressive win because uh, Brooklyn had just lost um, uh, two nights before they lost to the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, they were at full strength with Kyrie and KD both in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that was a game that they very much needed to get themselves yeah. back on track. Yep. And the Wizards mm-hmm. just came out and they looked like a team that was ready to play competent basketball. When you look at, um, I think the biggest difference from the Wizards 0-5 start or the first four games that they were uh, without Rui Hashimura last year's mm. uh, first-round draft pick, and I right. think that 
really, I mean, th- this this team, I think that they're thin on uh, talented basketball players, and people can say whatever they want to about Rui. I don't know. I don't think he's nobody's Kawhi Leonard, uh, but he can play right now, and he's a solid rotational player. And so adding him into that lineup gives Scott Brooks at least a solid eight players that he can go to, and I think that that uh, makes all the difference in the world as far as the Wizards' output for uh, their, their ability to win this year. Troy, I ain't gonna lie. I'm like you. I was a bit naive thinking that the Wizards will be better defensively this year. That's the Achilles heel because with the addition of Denny, you just mentioned Rui and Rui being put in the right position in the post. This team has potential, especially in a uh, Eastern Conference. But what do they do to get better defensively? We've been talking about it for what now? Three, four seasons. How does this change? Well, I think the first thing they can do to get better defensively is to uh, start playing their best defensive players. And so mm-hmm. we, when you look at a guy like Isak Bonner, who is by far the Wizards' best defender, he's, uh, you know, he, he has gone completely out of the Wizards' rotation over the last three games. And so I, for me, I think that they also uh, need to be stop heavily being reliant on Thomas Bryant to defend at the rim when he's not even a rim mm-hmm. defending center. <laughs> and they need to do a better job at the uh, point of attack with their guard defenders. And that starts with Bradleyville and Russell Westbrook. But keeping their mans in front of them and not having uh, opposing uh, players dive into the basket at, at, at free will. So back, I want to go back to Rui because you know, I've actually grown to like Rui. Well, I like Rui and Gonzaga too. Um, I saw something different in that Brooklyn game where, you know, Rui was so, so impressive in the post. I mean, he had KD guarding him and KD is a great, is a really good defender. And in the block, you know, Rui was shooting fadeaways and getting what he wanted in the post against KD. Then he had mismatches with uh, Harris. He had Kyrie. It was something that they actually ran offense through Rui and they got – positive they had a positive outcome out of it and i was surprised that you know even with the big win against brooklyn i guess i'm being negative even with the big win against brooklyn in that fourth quarter brooks went away from it and you saw you saw brooklyn getting the rhythm and brooklyn was able to uh, get a run but i felt like if they went to Rui a little bit more in the fourth quarter maybe they win the game a little bit easier but can we talk about how brooks can probably get get Rui more implemented into the offense, not just having him out there as a spot shooter, a spot up shooter, or every once in a while be, be a guy he can throw in the block. Somebody he can constantly get the ball in the, uh, throw the, get the ball to in the block, like constantly. Well, did, did, did Scott Brooks go away from Rui or did uh, Russell Westbrook go away from Rui? Man, I thought it was Scotty. I thought it was Scotty. Honestly, I think that there's a, there's a little bit of a discrepancy mm-hmm. there, you know, and I don't like to defend Scott Brooks often, but for me, I think that they have made a concerted effort to run some nice stuff for Rui yeah. in his in his second year. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that they have really taken advantage of is um when 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 teams were teams running switching defenses. Mm-hmm. And so if they get Rui on a smaller defender, oh my God. I mean what what's Shaq's phrase? Barbecue chicken. Barbecue right? chicken. Like, that's and, that's what's and, facts. And Rui and Rui and the thing is that I like the two things that I'm most impressed by with Rui and his offensive game and his development for this year are when he posts up smaller defenders, he's sealing them. He's catching that ball, and he's mm-hmm. going up dunking every time this yep. year. Like, and that's something that I think last year that he used to get a lot of his shots blocked because, you know, he's trying to do late. He's trying to finesse it, lay the ball up. You get them small people on, seal them, get the ball, catch, and go up and dunk. He's mm-hmm. been doing that. And then also, 
I think that when he's uh when when he hasn't been able to steal and he's gotten the ball on the nail or in that high post area, he's been able to kind of back his man down. And if they send attention, double teams his way, he's uh kind of shown uh, an adept touch uh, with his passing skills mm -hmm. for this year that I don't think that he showed at all last year. So you know, with, with him getting the ball and if that attention comes, him being able to find open teammates, it, it, it's kind of a. a a system, an offensive system that they can and should run more. And I believe Scott Brooks wants to do that. But you got Russell Westbrook out there, you know, coming down, pulling up, pull up threes. He shoot 10% from three. He pulling up for threes with seven seconds left in the shot clock. I don't get it. <laughs> and Bill, though, let's, let, let's be real. Bill's part of the reason, too, that we really don't get them touches either, though. But at least Bill, Bill, at least Bill averaging 30. Like, <laughs> like, 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 oh, like, man. <laughs> no, listen, listen. Every... And, and, and there has to be a pecking order here. Mm -hmm. And so, Bill, all right, if you're going to be the star player this your team, then you got to have a carte blanche to be able to take some shots mm -hmm. and miss some shots. Mm -hmm. But Russell Westbrook, you need to get in line. And if you're, if you're not on, you need to start passing the ball. There's no reason Russell Westbrook should have took 25 shots in that game against Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that, but but again, this goes back to it. So I say that it might not be Brooks' fault, but then again, it is Brooks' fault because he's the coach and he let Russell Westbrook just do whatever he wanted to do. It's OKC all over again. Mm. You're listening to Urban Sports Team, part of Sports Journey. Check us out at sportsjourney.com. Right now, we have NBA reporter and resident Russell Westbrook hated Troy Hospital <laughs> on the line. Tomorrow, the Wizards have the Sixers in a rematch for the season opener. Troy, they just defeated KD and Kyrie. This is another opportunity for Brad to take down one of the Eastern Conference's best teams. What do the Wizards need to do to extend this winning streak to three games, bro? Well, it's going to have to rely on Brad. So the, uh, he, he's going to have to take advantage of his matchups uh, on, on the Wizards, I mean, on the Sixers uh, wing defenders. So mm -hmm. Danny Green and Seth Curry, he got to go at them. He got to get them for tomorrow if the Wizards want to win. And like and Danny Green, you see, man, he got the stone feet out there. He can't. He can't. You know, man, he can't been like, man, he was like that last year. Man. He was like that last yeah, year. Yeah, like, I see, man. Like you know, that. he and look, he's a veteran player, and that was probably a good move for the Sixers. He fits exactly what they need. But Bradley Beal need to go at him tomorrow, and he need to score. He need to make sure that he scores a lot of points. And I think that uh, the the Davis Bertans is also a key mm. to what the Wizards need to do if they want to get a big upset win. Like, if, they, if they're going to be beating these good teams, Dallas Bertrand's going to have to come out here and hit four, five threes at night. But the thing is, that they're giving him the opportunity. They're giving him the green light to shoot oh anything, anytime he's open. Oh, my God. So, so he, he's just got to hit. So He's I not clay, though. Gosh, he's not clay. My goodness. <laughs> The man shot like forty-seven percent for three last. He year. did, like, but it's, I mean, it, it's the kind of threes he's taking. No, uh, Troy's like he's going like this season. It's like every, I, I get to having a green light, but it's like Ray said, like it's not like a clay green light. Like he, oh my god, <laughs> he's shooting like you think he's he's shooting like five quarters. How many like three five feet in front of I me mean, behind the three point line? I'm like, bro, on a catch and shoot though. I'm talking on a catch and shoot. I'm like, come on, man, really? Yeah, I mean, I think that. When the Wizards gave him that $80 million contract, mm -hmm. I think that that's what they signed themselves up for. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I think that they're going to live by that or die by that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, a, a lot of these games are going to come down to whether, you know, he could go four for 10 from three like he did the other night, yeah. which mm -hmm. is still 40%. That's good, like, no, though. He, he, yeah, definitely. If, if he come out there, he take 10 of them crazy shots. If he hit four of them, he's done his job yeah. for the night. That's true. That's so, true. I, you know, I, I think that, you know, they, they have a style of play that they want to have. Um, 
I think that we, we also really have to look at uh, what Thomas Bryant has done so mm. far this season with the efficiency level that he's playing at. Um, now, mm-hmm. I know that he's playing at a level that I don't think anybody would say is sustainable. You know, he's yeah. shooting. I mean, the man only missed like two shots in the last three games. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, that's – but I think the biggest thing for uh, the Wizards is finally figuring out how they can run uh, their pick, pick and rolls with him, mm-hmm. but also running pick and pops with Thomas Bryant as well. Like, he's a very versatile offensive center, and I think that if he can make B work on the defensive end tomorrow night, then that'll give the Wizards a chance of uh, upsetting the six. Yeah, he definitely perfect, perfect segue, yeah. Jordan. That's the biggest key for me is stopping yeah. B or allowing everybody else to beat you but B because B was the biggest difference maker in that first game. So – Thomas Bryant is not the answer. I'm telling you now, that man, I could jump higher than Thomas Bryant. <laughs> I love his game. I love what he's doing. But I'm just saying, in terms of athleticism, you mentioned Isak Bongo. We, we talk about Rui. This is where the team needs to get better. That's why I'm annoyed they didn't draft Bobo. But that's a whole other discussion. We need to have a, a lot more time to talk with him. But it, it, being able to neutralize and be, that's the, the key to me. I think everything else will fall in line. The offense will be there. You know, I love what Neto's doing on the bench as well. But whether you do defensively, against these Sixers, knowing they have such a strong force in the middle? Well, they're going to have to uh, they're gonna have to double Embiid. They're mm-hmm. going to have to put some bodies on him. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would be putting attention on him. Uh, I would be, you know, uh, fronting him in the post so that he can't even catch the ball. I would be making him turn into a three-point shooter. And if he gets the ball in the post, I would be doubling him. And I would just have to live with uh, Danny, Danny Green going to have to take 20 shots tomorrow because – you know, like, I'm just going to have to live with that. And, and I'm just going to pray that, you know, that, that he just keep looking like how he's been looking. And that'll give you your best chance of winning. Because otherwise, you know, that, that Thomas Bryant, you know, he, he's like, what, 6'10", 6'11", and B's a legitimate 7'1", 280 pounds. Like, it, it's a mismatch. And so I don't think that, you know, they, they, they had the, the requisite bodies to be able to throw at uh, MB to, to be able to guard him proficiently. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they're just going to have to double him and – you know, you're going to have to give up something. And I believe that the best thing would be to, to try to force uh, some of those inconsistent uh, Philadelphia shooters to have to beat you tomorrow. So, Troy, I don't know when next time we're going to have you on. And I I, I know we we don't like to do predictions necessarily, but where do, where do the Wizards end up based on what you've seen so far? I think that they are right – to end up in that play-in tournament, so to okay. be one of those uh, the, between the set, and that and that, that's a high-end uh, <laughs> oh, wow. to be, you know, between the seven and ten seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know there is an op- there's a chance that the, that the Wizards could mess around and and not finish uh, in, in in higher than a ten seed and not mm-hmm. be in that play-in tournament, and then you're going to be looking at a whole new set of problems next summer. When you have Bradley Bill walking into the office, you know, asking them what's going on. <laughs> yeah, because there'll be a coaching change, right? Yeah, well, you know, that's and Scotty Brooks. That, <laughs> you know how they had those powerglasses? Yeah. yeah they, they, they not, they it, it's turned over. The sand is running. He, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, bro. You already know how I feel. Hey, Troy, man, uh, thanks for being on, man. Before we let you go, what projects or articles do you have, you know, coming out? Man, I'm actually working on something right now okay. uh, with the Washington City paper. Uh, it's going to come out on, on the Wizards and their COVID protocols. I interviewed uh, Dr. Uh, Medina from the Wizards medical staff and, and just talking about how he's going to be keeping 
the uh, Wizards players uh, safe and COVID-free for, uh, for, for this season. Also, uh, going to be uh, working on some things with the Action Network covering some, uh, some betting lines. So, yeah, trying to, <laughs> trying to, hey, yeah, people get down there at Capital One Arena, uh, mm-hmm. at the Sportsbook trying to place their bets, man. You need to be tapped into my account when I, when I start posting them money. Let's, let, let's get to that money. Okay. I'll bet. And what's the website? Hey, Troy. What's the website, Troy? Oh, go what's, ahead, what's the website boy, for that? Bad. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, actionnetwork.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also go to, uh, check out my other work at washingtoncitypaper.com. Oh, I bet. Go ahead, Troy, right. did you catch that Bullets Forever article, bro? Uh, they gave you a shout out. Oh man, I, I I missed that one today. I, I didn't read much today. I've been, you know, uh, uh, really focused, focused, and tapped in on this uh, Georgia Senate runoff. So of I've course. been I've been kind of paying attention to that. <laughs> it's a very right. pivotal moment for our country that I think has been going underreported. So no. I know this is a sports podcast. So <laughs> We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I was expecting a debate with you about Russ, but we didn't have time. You're such a nice dude. I couldn't get mad. I'm trying to leave you with some self-dignity and respect right here because what's the debate oh. at this point? Oh. <laughs> like, the debate, the dude, like, I mean, how he's playing right now. I don't know how any logical person can come on here and defend him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to defend. I'm not going to defend him necessarily. I feel as though Brooks, as you mentioned, plays a big role into what's going on. Like Russ should not be a jump shooter. We know that anyway. And I think in terms of job, because I know they're going to be compared for this whole season. If not, they're going to be linked for the rest of their careers. But uh, I want to see how John will hold up over the course of 72 games before I go all in on him. But I knew he was going to come back rejuvenated, and he needed a new start. And I feel like the Wizards did him a favor. I still love John, no doubt. But um, I love Russ too, and I love what Russ brings to the table. And I think he'll help this franchise. Like I told the listeners earlier, we're giving out Russ vaccines and Chase Young vaccines. Pick one, Slim. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, hey, I'm, I'm worried about what John can do over the course of 72 games, too. But if he sits out back to back like Russ, he might be all right. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good party chat. <laughs> all right, y'all. Hey, all right. man, I love coming on with y'all, man. Hey, hey y'all, y'all keep going with y'all doing out here shining. Putting on for the people. All right, man. You know, I appreciate Boy. you, homie. Appreciate you, man. All right, now. All right. <laughs> hey, man, thanks, Troy. Man, make sure you follow Troy on Twitter at Troy Hollibur. That is T-R-O-Y-H-A-L-I-B-U-R. Troy's awesome. Appreciate Troy. Dope stuff. Dope, Dope man. Stuff. Dope. I love you. I love your, your, your y'all little back and forth, man. That was, that was amazing. All right. Lightweight <laughs> Ryan Garcia, TKO Luke Campbell over the weekend, host of the Quarterly Report podcast. Armand Lee will jump on the show to talk about the fight after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Saint for ages. You dig deuces.
You are listening to the urban sports scene with Wole Ray Jeezy. We'll tease out part of Sports Journey, sportsjourney.com. Who's who gets mad at L Cool J? I mean, that's like our regular fight song anyway. So y'all should be used to it by now. All right. <laughs> right now, we have host of the Quarterly Report podcast, Armand Lee, on the show. What's going on, Armand? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm here with Ray and Wole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all, y'all two, <laughs> you know what two saying? my favorites, man. I appreciate y'all <laughs> inviting me back on to the show. So much stuff to talk about. So, you know. Likewise. Like, like extended family right now. You know what I'm Happy New Year, too, brother. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Happy New Year to both y'all good brothers. Man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So, um, Armand, man, we just had you on last week. It was cool. It was dope. We talked ba- basketball. Now we talking boxing. All right, Saturday yeah. night. After being knocked down for the first time, lightweight Ryan Garcia TKO'd Luke Campbell in the se- in the seventh round to become the WBC interim lightweight champ. Um, what were your thoughts uh, on Garcia's performance? Well, let me start from the beginning. Uh, when Buddy came out with the crown on, with the, the <laughs> was carrying him out to the ring, I was like, Slim, you doing all this for an interim championship? I was like, yo. I was like, you, uh, you know, Chris Manning, shout out to the DAZN crew. Um, I was very happy that that fight, they didn't play around. It didn't come on at midnight or 1140. Mm-hmm. That right. fight, the walkthrough was at 615 on a Saturday evening. And I was like, yo, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I hope they do more of this in the future. I don't need to. I'm, I'm, I'm almost... I'm 38 now, you know what I'm saying? I don't need to be up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, one in the morning watching the fight. But So initially, I'm seeing Ryan Garcia come out, and, you know, he's on the, he's on the little throne or whatever, and I'm thinking, man, he knows how to sell himself, give him credit, but he has run his mouth. He has garnered mm-hmm. a lot of attention. The hype was there. He needed to live up to it. And in the second round, I believe it was the second round, when Luke dropped him, I was like, okay, here we go. Right? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? This dude talked a good game, and he got caught clean, flush, beautiful punch by Luke Campbell. And then I was like, okay, we're going to see now. Now it's time to see. And, man, I swear that those performances are the performances. Like, I said this on my pod this week, man. There are very few. When boxing is done right, mm-hmm. when you get all the minutia out the way, when you get all the politics out the way, when you get a performance like that, there is no sport I feel better than boxing. That was, those were the types of things that you like, man, you know what? This kid had a lot of hype. We had a lot of questions. The talent was clear, but we didn't know how real he was. Mm-hmm. Those questions, those critics, all of that have been silenced. That was a, a that was a superstar performance by Ryan Garcia. Mm. And the beautiful thing about it from the sport is that's a superstar performance after we saw a superstar performance from Canelo, after we saw a superstar performance from Teofimo, mm-hmm. after we saw a superstar performance from Tank, mm-hmm. after we saw, you know, a phenomenal comeback performance from Spence. If we just hone in on the 135 weight division, and Ray, you and I were going back and forth about this uh, mm-hmm. earlier on Twitter. Like, this is a beautiful, this, what we have potentially unfolding at 135 is something that there are no politics now. Now we have four or five, possibly six guys who are like, okay, run, toss up the ball, 
blow the whistle, ring the bell, and let's see who's the best. And Ryan Garcia has firmly put himself square in that conversation. And he's done it in a very exciting, uh, flashy, and engaging way, which ultimately is great for the sport and for his brand and Golden Boy promotion. Armand, I'm glad, I'm glad you just said everything that you said for the simple fact that I want to ask. We're talking about his performance. He looked good. He overcame adversity for the first time in his career. Even as an amateur, he said he was never knocked down. Right. So what did you think on the flip side about his footwork, which is a concern? And yeah. even though people will say, including you know many of us that who love boxing, who analyze boxing, we would say that Haney didn't look the best against Gamboa. But right. many think that Haney can beat Garcia. So where does he go from here? How does he improve on the footwork? Or do you feel like that's an issue? And can he beat some of these good fighters? Or I'm sorry, great fighters at 125. Right. Yeah, I mean, so you hit the nail on the head. And they made mention of it multiple times on the on the mm-hmm. broadcast. He's not on the ball of his feet. He's flat-footed. And I guess a lot mm-hmm. of that's because that's where he draws his power. Um Luke Campbell is a phenomenal. He's he's a really good fighter. Uh, I'm not going to disrespect that man and say he's a gatekeeper. He's not a gatekeeper, but he's not a championship fighter at that at that realm. You know what I mean? Like there's special fighters down at 135, and Luke Campbell just no fault of him. That's not to discredit the man. He's one of uh, he's one of the better fighters clearly, but he's not special. Um, so Ryan Garcia, whether it was his footwork, he kept his hands down a lot. Again. You know Luke Campbell's throwing the left. You that, that, that's what he does, and he that the knockdown specifically was caught flush, and he got tapped a few times yeah. with that left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was quite st- stunned that Ryan kept his hands down as much as he did. But you know they can get to the lab and they can work on some things. The problem is, you're right. Haney didn't look great, and when you look at the contemporaries at 135, like. All of them fought so well, re, like relatively close to one another. And Haney was the guy who looked the less impressive, the least impressive. Mm-hmm. But he's a slick and skilled boxer. Mm-hmm. And if I'm if I'm Ryan, he keep on call, he keep on throwing the water at the mirror, calling Candyman's name. He don't want Tank. He don't want Tank. No. Nope. Um, you put you keep your hands what? down like that, and you're not moving. You know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long night for you. If you're doing that with Tank, uh-huh. but on the flip side, if he were to fight someone like a Haney, which it looks like that's going to be the next fight for him, you know, I'm worried that he's not as skilled to deal with a slick fighter like Haney. Yeah, the great equalizer, he's got that power, and mm-hmm. you know, Haney's a great boxer, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not as if he can't be touched. Yeah, and when you have that type of power. You kind of can neutralize things. But for Ryan, you know, he answered a lot of doubts. But there are some basic things that they need to work on, especially if he's just going to be flat-footed, then he's going to have to figure out a way to be more defensive-minded. And because a guy against guys like Haney, he's just going to ring up points. You know what I mean? And then looking ahead, maybe there's a fight with Lomachenko. Maybe there's a fight with Shakur Stevenson, depending on what he wants to do with his career. These are all very, very skilled boxers. Uh, maybe not the power, right, that Ryan has. Definitely not the power that Tank or Teofimo have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're skilled enough to give him a lot of trouble 
with that really porous defense, whether it's the footwork or the, the hands. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think the, the, the defense was atrocious in, in the fight. Um, but I do think because watching, uh, watching Tank's last fight against uh, what's Santa, Cruz. Yeah, Santa Cruz, that, you know, he left himself open a lot in that fight. The Santa Cruz didn't have no power to really put him down. Um, but he hit him. He was hitting him effectively to a point where, he caught Tank, and, and Tank responded yeah. a couple times. They respond well to the punch. Now, now I think that this, this fight, if he fought Tank, if uh, Ryan Garcia fought Tank, it would be electric because it, you would get to see who can take what. Because we all, like, both dudes, they, they that's, both dudes have violent punches. Like, yeah. both of them. So the issue is, the thing is that who's going to get caught first and who's going to get caught flush first in that fight. I think that would be a great fight because it, the fireworks are out. Like both dudes ain't worried. They're worried about offense. Defense isn't, isn't what they care about. Like they care about offense. Well, well, when you go to Haney, I think Haney, I actually think Haney could beat Garcia. Like I think Haney could beat Garcia because he's a better boxer. I think, sure. he, I think he can, I think if he, if he doesn't get knocked out, if he, you know, plays his game, I think he can be, he can beat Garcia. Um, I think it'd be very intriguing in terms of styles make fights. And what and how explosive the fight could be? I think Tank and Garcia is much is must see TV. I think it's just see it's that's a, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to cut you off, my bad. Yeah, you're no, right. you good. No, I'm done. No, it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I mean, to me, in my opinion, the the big money fight at 135 is To versus Tank. Like that's the mm-hmm. one where Fourth mm-hmm. of July fireworks. Somebody going to sleep. You know yeah, it's gonna be Undertaker. Love the reference, dog. I, I love this, the reference. Go ahead. Yeah, I will say this though, because you bring up an interesting point in terms of Ryan and the defense that Tank showed. I think it's also very important that we and again, no disrespect to Luke Campbell. Luke mm-hmm. Campbell is a very good, very solid. I don't want anyone to call him solid. Mm-hmm. That feels like disrespect. He's a really good fighter. Two, three years ago, Leo Santa Cruz was a top 10 pound-for-pound fighter. Mm -hmm. Like, Leo, for whatever reason, you know, who knows what happened to him. Maybe, you know, he got rich, he was cool, Mm -hmm. didn't take a lot of the fights after the, you know, after he reached that certain level of acclaim seriously, and then we started to look at him a bit different. But Mm -hmm. what we saw, I guess, in what, November, early November, late Mm -hmm. October, you saw Leo at his best, Mm -hmm. right? Leo was... Leo was going for it. He was going and for it, yeah, definitely. I don't I don't think it's fair. I mean, Tank is not a perfect fighter by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But Tank's power is different than Ryan's power. I mean, you could just hear. And Ryan has explosive oh, Explosive. Power. Mm-hmm. Tank. Yeah. <laughs> and Luke Campbell ain't Leo Santa Cruz. Facts. You understand? Yeah. So uh, I think Ryan Garcia, if you if – you, look, man. The, the beautiful thing about a potential fight between those two guys, they're not playing around. They're not here to get yeah. They're not here to foreplay. They're going for it, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to throw the bombs off the rip. And if I'm going to put money on either one of them, I'm putting money on Tank knocking Ryan Garcia's head off his shoulders, right? You can't you can't play around like that versus, versus big-time fighters. Mm-hmm. If Luke Campbell's going to drop you in the second round like that, I can only imagine what Tank would do to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so – if if it, if it, I, I agree with you, I think the way to beat Ryan Garcia is to box him, mm-hmm. but you also have to have some type of pop on of your punches, mm-hmm. which is why I do think Haney would present a lot of problems, difficulties. I think that's the mm-hmm. best fight for Ryan moving forward. But to your ultimate point, 
I mean, when I look at 135, there's a whole lot of really fun combinations to make. Mm -hmm. But I would be really blown if we don't get Tank versus Teo at some point. That's the one that I need to see. To me, that's the marquee fight. At you, you think he can? Armand, you think he can stay man. with Tank with uh, with Tio though? I, just, I don't think it's. Uh, I think for Tank, I think that's that's scary. That's scary for Tank for yeah, me. Scary. That's scary for Tank for me though. I, uh. Again, <laughs> you gotta hear me. Hear me out though. Yeah. Right? This is. I think we all would agree. If we're looking at potential, Shakur Stevenson is oh probably my God, the yes, guy. Yes, like, Yo, agreed. He's blue chip, but. The thing with Shakur is he doesn't have no pop on. I know, <laughs> and that's not to say that you don't need it, but like you ain't getting there with To. After what To has done, <sighs> you gonna have like yeah. I've seen, I've seen what To does against a guy who doesn't have elite level power, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and like it's not you don't pretty. know Shakur, you can't touch him. At some point, he's gonna get touched. Yes. and when you get touched by somebody like To, who has shown you. I can punch with anybody, but I also can outbox the best. Mm-hmm. That's a really hard lock to pick. So we will put Shakur to the side. If I'm looking at 135, again, the great equalizer. Tank has the power. I mean, I don't obviously he's not he's not the boxer that Lomachenko is, though I would love to see a tank Lomachenko Me too. fight. I think Me most too. of us have been wanting that for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Tank has power, man, and if he gets, I mean, what we saw Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. You get that one shot to the kidney, that one shot Ugh. to the liver, your body shuts down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing. Tank has all the tools to be special. And I think we all can agree that he is special. He's special. He's special. No, he's um, special. Mm-hmm. He just has to He just has to fine-tune some things. Mm-hmm. But, man, if, if I'm good, if, again, for my money's worth, I think, obviously, Teo would be the favorite, the prohibitive favorite. Mm-hmm. But when I'm fighting someone who has lightning bolts in their gloves like Tank does, oh, man, all bets are off. <laughs> Armand, agree or disagree, because of the pandemic, boxing has no choice but to put politics aside in order to make these fights happen because they need the money, right or wrong? Uh, I believe you're right. I think that – okay, I believe you're – I hate to be like, I don't want to – you know, I know it's thinking about the world right now today. I don't want to be too political. I don't want to be 80% right, Ray. I would have said like this. Um, I think all of us have talked about this, whether it's on this show mm. or privately or even on mine. Mm-hmm. I think we all kind of agree that Bud Spence doesn't happen. So if we yeah. move that to the side, if we just put aside that fight, mm-hmm. I do agree with you 100%. I think the politics are what they are with those two fighters, and it's, it has been poisoned so much yeah. that I think we may be beyond the point of no return with mm-hmm. them two. But in terms of other fights, yeah, man, uh, particularly at 135, are we looking at uh, middleweight or uh, super middleweight? There's so many exciting fights, and so many of the bigger names mm-hmm. are promoted by the zone or or the zone fighters, right? So the zone. They're like the middlemen, right? They're like Sweden. You know what I'm saying? They don't have beef with anybody. So <laughs> the, the zone will work with PBC. The zone will work with uh, Top Rank. The zone will do whatever. They got Canelo sued Golden Boy and the zone, and he still can do business with them. So, uh, Eddie Hearn is in a really good spot in terms of making fights. And then when you look at the middleweight, when you look at guys, when you look at wherever Canelo decides to land, when you look at wherever um, Garcia or Haney, or any of those other guys. I think it's enough where you're right. The pandemic, the guys wanting money, and the potential for these huge fights. Like, 
We're not talking about little middling fights. We're talking about like potentially huge fights. I think it's too much money for the majority of these guys to turn down, with one exception, and that exception being Spence and Bud. Armand, let me tell you this. Trump tried to build a wall. He tried to do everything he could <laughs> to secure the borders. We're talking politics, but let me say this. If Canelo fights Spence in Dallas, Texas, bruh, Mexico, Texas, the United no. States is going to be lit. I don't care if Spence gets the breaking beat off of him. Boxing and everybody will benefit financially, emotionally, and just from a general standpoint, as, as sports fans, boxing fans, we would love it, bro. So, I, it's so funny because here's the thing, right? It's, it's pretty much a win-win. When you think mm, about of it, course, if, yes. If we could just get, especially like if you think of like the spectacle, when you think of like fights, like we all around the same age, so we kind of grew up around like Hearns, Leonard, Mike when he mm, came on the scene, yeah. and then we you know that the huge pay per view fights of like mm-hmm. Bo and the craziness with Bo and uh, Holyfield, mm-hmm. and, and then obviously well, a few years ago when you had um, you know Klitschko and AJ, like. When you think of a great fight, you think of the spectacle, you think of like the fans, the celebrities, just the the the, the visual. And to me, if we were to get uh if if we could just get our 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 hands around COVID and if in Jerry World you had Spence versus Canelo, Mexico, Dallas, you understand like the, you know, Jerry be down there winking at people in that cowboy blue. It, it, it'd be it'd be a, a showcase. And Spence wouldn't even have to win for real. If Spence just showed himself to be capable of standing in there with Canelo, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody is no loser in that situation. So I'm with you, Ray. Like, that would be a, a phenomenal event, a phenomenal fight. I don't think it happens, at least not in 2021. Yeah. Because we don't know what the hell we're doing with this, this stuff right now, man. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, it'd be fun to see. There's so many. I mean, there's so many fights for Canelo out there, too, man. That's the thing. Of there's course, so, many. so Charlo, many beautiful so fights. Many. So many potential fights out mm-hmm. there. And, um, man, for boxing fans, this this is it. Yeah, well, Armand, man, appreciate you being on, homie. Uh, tell our listeners about the next pod and where they can find it. Also, how they can hit you up on social media. For sure, for sure, man. I appreciate you guys for uh, always inviting me onto the show. Uh, each and every Tuesday, man, the Quarterly Report podcast, brand new episodes. You can download, check out the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Overcast, whatever DSP you listen to, we are there. The Quarterly Report Podcast, Q-U-A-R-T-E-R-L-E-E Report. Um, and you can follow me uh, on Twitter, the show's podcast, Quarterly Show, and on my personal account, Armon, A-R-M-O-N underscore L-E-E. Uh, this week, you know, we're talking about Ryan Garcia's fight. We're talking about James Harden and if the Miami Heat uh, why they are so uh, reluctant to pull the trigger and get a former MVP. <laughs> and also, I know you guys are big NBA heads as well. Yeah. Is it too mm-hmm. early to grade the John Wall, Russell Westbrook trades? Oh, All man. of that is so much more for the show, man. Check yeah. We just had, <laughs> we just had Troy. We just had Troy on. You know what? <laughs> Armand lectured the people on fake news about a month ago, so we gonna have to we gonna have to have that discussion later on, man. We will, man. I already know what you said. You ain't lying. Oh, baby, Armand, man, thanks for being on, homie. 
We're going to talk to you later. Shout out to y'all, man. I love y'all show, man. Happy New Year to both y'all brothers, man. Thanks again for the opportunity to talk to you and the the folks. Anytime, man. Happy New Year to you again, man. Anytime. Yep. All right, man. Uh, Thanks, Armand. And uh, make sure you follow Armand on Twitter at Armand Lee. That's at, excuse me, at Armand underscore Lee. That's at Armand underscore Lee. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter, and that's at Quarterly Show. That's at Quarterly Show. All right. We are going to talk about the NFL playoffs host of the Football Garbage Time podcast, Hakun Wong and Ryan Whitfield will join us after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports saying for ages. Yeti deuces. don't like welcome back from mace bruh all right you're listening to the urban sports scene with myself wole ray jeezy will t is out we're part of sports journey uh so check us out at sportsjourney.com so this is like a welcome back song because we haven't had the homies here for a while these these individuals you know who they are you know what they about but right now we have hosts of the Football Garbage Time podcast, Hakung Wong and Ryan Whitfield on the line. What's going on, Hakung and Ryan? What's good? Woo! What's up, man? We're bringing the smoke. <laughs> I saw. I saw it on the tweet. On the tweet when you was helping us promote, I saw it. My man said he's bringing in the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. That's right. Ryan has been keeping up his end of the bargain. He was supposed to be bringing the smoke for us all. Uh, all. Season long, and he hasn't been exactly bringing the smoke, so we're doing it today. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. It must be The Bachelor, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Where my man Ryan? Uh, You know, I got to tell you, boys, I I was 
I, I was going to keep it pretty professional today <laughs> until, until Wooly decided to keep it uh, on Nope. No chance. I had some hold. I've been sitting in, the, in back in the green room. The war, the waters were warm. There was no colored <laughs> M&Ms out like I asked for. There was no perfect 10 models walking around. I just was no. sitting back here putting myself in to come on. And yes, my entire... Uh, my entire experience with the entertainment industry is based on the show Entourage, but that's either here that's or right. there. Oh, All man. I know is I, I didn't appreciate the treatment, and Vinny hey. Chase wouldn't have taken this lying down. Ice. Ryan, Ryan, okay, Ryan, turtle. Ryan, Ryan. You're a turtle, baby. Ryan, um, you know what I'm saying? Ryan, I apologize, Ryan. I apologize. You know you're my guy, though. You're my guy. You know what I mean? Uh, you talk a lot of trash, though. I'm going to try to get past it. Yeah, please, please. You talk a lot of trash, though. You're still my guy. Like, you're still my guy. You're going to always be my guy, all right? You know what I mean? Our fantasy football I mean, I war. I played, your, I played your, your league for one year and won it. I know so, you. I, I, yeah, I, I, hey, look, you know what? And you keep and that. you keep talking about. Look, no, we're gonna have another one. All right, bro. We're gonna have another one. All right, and we're <laughs> gonna change the fortunes. All right, we're gonna change things up. All right, and this time I'm gonna win my own league. Okay, I tried to win your league, and I got 86 <laughs> early in the first round. Thought I was gonna do. I was and Ryan. Yep. When, Ryan, when I'm telling you this. I thought I was going to win that league. I had so much stuff in the bag ready to use against you, but I lost in the first round, and I, I couldn't even use it. I couldn't even use wow, it. Wow, yeah. I, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you, guys, you guys like Atlanta and Washington over there, so I'm not surprised. Oh, you, uh, yo. That's <laughs> Hey, hey Ryan, are you uh, Ryan? Are you even making picks this week? Are you making picks now? You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of tired of seeing, kind of seeing the blank next to your name. <laughs> you know who I am. Like Wait, Ryan, who are you? Giving Ryan? everybody a head start. Ryan, who are you, bro? Who are you? Say it, Ryan. Who are you, man? I'm the man who's been picked all year, and I still think I got a better my man, hey, hey, I'm actually I want to give this. Ryan is Jay Uso. He is Jay Uso. Hey, oh man, hey, now using, <laughs> not using my SmackDown folks. Okay, okay, Ray, I see you, bro. He's Jay Uso. He's helping out Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns <laughs> champion, my man. Oh man, <laughs> Roman killing it. All right, so all right, so Haku, I want to give you some. I want to give you the. I want to give you the floor right now. You know what I mean? You won the. Okay. the you won the joint Urban Sports Team versus Football Garbage Time Pick'em Challenge. You won it. So give us your championship well, acceptance actually, speech. Actually, guys, we're still picking through the playoffs. So that, I, I your your lead is kind of your, your yes, lead is too big. I'm Don't so do that. So far ahead. Don't do that. You guys can't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I kind of Alabama you guys. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys can't really catch up right now. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate the recognition. Yeah. So <laughs> Will's not here. So Will would you know say that you like you're doing some type of behind the scenes Donald Trump ish type of stuff. So um. We would, but right now, <laughs> um, but, but you are, you are, you are a champ. You are the, it looks like you're the champion. Do you know acceptance speech? Do you want to say you want, you want to thank the little people like Ryan? You don't want to think like, think like, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I will thank all you guys for joining the league. So I have somebody to beat because it's nice to have, I can't, you know, it's no fun. If you win on your own, you need to have other people there to beat. So that's great. Thank you guys. For being my doormat once again, it's fantastic. Wow! Now and, see, uh, see, and Ryan, okay. Ryan, and, and Ryan did me a solid. He decided to go. He decided to take the bottom of the league in order to make sure you guys didn't feel bad to come back next year. Wow. And that's cool. You see, know, one of us has to do it. So you know, thank you, Ryan. We okay. work in a team here. See now, Ryan, I'm about to be on your side, Ryan. Ryan, hey, you weren't, you weren't being modest. I gave you the floor to be modest. I gave you the floor to be modest. <laughs> you threw us under the bus. <laughs> it was good. Okay, go ahead, hey, Ryan. Listen, but now I'm on Ryan's I love, I love our matchups. <laughs> I love our matchups. That's all I can say. You know, it's a, I, I'm just saying that this is the, the most fun I ever have when I come on your guys' podcast and the most fun we ever have when you come on ours. And we can't, 
we can't deal with not having a week of you guys. So having this, uh, this pickup <laughs> every year for five years has been freaking awesome. Oh man, plus we, we always win, so that's cool. You know, oh, see, it was good. Ooh. Okay, you know what? It was good again. Look, see, Ray, see, Ray, see what he did there. I was gonna say, man, I appreciate that. Appreciate the love, and then he just threw shade right there. Like, he just threw shade. <laughs> it was good to it's, through the shade. It's all love, it's all love, man. <laughs> oh man! All right, so let's, let's get to it. The, it's it's ahead, definitely bro. all love. It definitely is. It really is. No, all no, right. it's all love. That's mm-hmm. all. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. So let's go to the NFC. Let's talk about the playoffs. That's why we're here. We want to talk about the playoffs, the NFC playoffs. Um, let's go. Let's start on this this side of the bracket. Um, the Rams Seahawks seems like a really tight game. It's gonna be an, an amazing game. These are two teams that are in the same same division. I am going to start with Ryan. Ryan, give me your prediction and tell me why do you think who's gonna win the game between the Seahawks and Rams? Yeah, so I said this on our, on our show last night. Um, uh, I'm gonna go a little bit uh, against. Um, what I think uh, a lot of people are, are, are thinking about this game. I, I know all the facts. I know uh, that we could be looking at, um, I'm not even going to uh, do the disgrace to myself of learning the, the kid's name in, in LA mm-hmm. uh, who played quarterback last week, who might be uh, on track to start again. Oh, oh, disgrace. Yeah. Come on. AAF yeah. champion, John Wolford. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we went to this during, during, during last summer or whatever. I'm not, I'm not talking to AAF with you, Hakeem. Like, you just got to let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> the rest of the world has. I'm not talking. Um, but regardless, um, uh, with that said, I mean, if you look at trends, and I think that is important going mm-hmm. into the postseason, uh, the Seahawks are a team that has trended down during the back half of the season, mm-hmm. and the Rams are a team that's trended up. So um, I think the Rams' defense has got better. Uh, and I thought early in the year, uh, and here's my shot at you boys, um, that they feasted <laughs> on, uh, you know, that, that lowly NFC East so bad that the Redskins, <laughs> oh, can't say that anymore, my bad. It's oh, okay, so, oh, oh, uh, oh. Yeah, I'm so canceled. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Washington football team was able to win it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I thought that the Rams early record was inflated, but I think the way they played down the stretch, um, you know, gives them a, a, a fighting chance in this game. So um, I think it's really close to, to a pick in my mind. Mm-hmm. And if the if the Seahawks are to win, I think if you really, you know, I, I would stay away from this one from a gambling sense, but okay. if you really push me to make a pick, um, I would say I'm, I'm taking the Rams. Mm-hmm. And if the Seahawks win, it's going to be because Russell, DK, and Tyler Lockett uh, just have Herculean efforts to carry the rest of the team. And is there any chance that Jared Goff, so Jerry Jerry Goff is definitely not going to play in this game. It's he's a challenge. He, he came off the of surgery. I think it's going to be a challenge for him to get back. That's 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 what I think. So, but but John Wolford, man, he's a real deal. He was the real deal last year, man. Mm-hmm. I got the Arizona card in the battle of the backup quarterbacks for for playoff contention. He uh, he did all right. So you know, I, I'm with uh, I'm with Ryan on here. You know, obviously that I think at the end of the day, I, I agree that John Wolford is no great shakes. But hey, you know, we thought. Who is this guy? He doesn't take an NFL snap. Is, it any, is there a possibility they're going to beat the Cardinals? A lot of that is based on the fact that Kyler Murray was out. But you get up there against the Seattle Seahawks, they did not look impressive against those 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I still got to take those Seahawks. I, just, I, have, I believe they have that playoff mojo. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard. Bakun, stop saying his name. I might actually remember it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like it's hard, you know, because um, – 
it, I mean, they, without having a quarterback, it's like, like, you know, their defense is good. The Rams' defense is good, but the game I saw, the, I mean, last week, it, that was atrocious yep. offensive play. Um, it's not like they have Todd Gurley back there. I mean, I want to pick the Rams. I mean, I I, I kind of like what the Rams have, have been doing over the last some odd years, but you know, um, it's going hard to be Russ to be Russ if your offense is 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 is, is trash. It's going to be hard to be Russ if that offense is as bad as it looked last week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean, yeah, uh, just tough. It's tough, man. I, I love Aaron Donald. I really do. But uh, let's go to the Bears versus the Saints. Uh, Hakun. Give me, give me. Oh, why yeah. do you think? Oh, and this yeah. is your game. This is your game. This is what. This is you. This is my this is game, all man. You. This is all you. My Bears uh-huh. managed to embarrassingly back into the playoffs, even though they didn't deserve it, because of the fact that the aforementioned John Wolford beat the Cardinals and they managed to get in after getting whipped by the Packers. So this will be fun. The <laughs> Bears against the Saints. Saints, man, nine point five point favorites here. Largest spread of the wild card game. So Chicago Bears, the biggest underdog. I don't know if anybody remembers, but the teams met on November 1st where the mm-hmm. Saints beat the Bears in overtime mm-hmm. by a score of 26-23. to 23. The Saints had Drew Brees. They had Alvin Kamara. They didn't have Michael Thomas, but they haven't had Michael Thomas all year. The Bears are playing Nick Foles. If we can be within three with Nick Foles, I think we have a chance. But that being said, the Saints have Drew Brees healthy. Michael Thomas is theoretically coming back, even though he's coming off a high ankle sprain. Alvin Kamara was questionable because of COVID, but he actually, get this, is only needs to be in quarantine through Saturday. This oh, game's wow. on Sunday. He's going to play. It's so he's going to actually play. This time around, we have Mitchell Trubisky back behind center, and although he's apt to throw ill-timed interceptions, he does make the offense a little bit more dynamic, mm-hmm. along with a late-season late resurgence of David Montgomery. He's actually been really good mm-hmm. over the last three weeks. Ultimately, this is going to come down to what the Bears do on offense and defense. On offense, if we see good Trubisky show up and the line continues to make room for Montgomery to run, there's a glimmer of potential here. On defense, if the Bears become the monsters of the midway like they were in the first six games of the season behind Khalil Mack and friends, anything is possible. But honestly, the Bears' offense hasn't looked great this season, and I don't think this is a big surprise to anybody, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. seventh least yards per game, eighth least rushing yards per game, 14th least points per game, not great stats for the Bears' offense. Uh, however, over the last three games, the Bears have been much improved all over the all over the page. I mean, in the last three games, most red zone scoring attempts per game, eighth least first downs allowed to opposing teams per game, sixth least third down conversions allowed per game, tied for the second least penalties per game. They're playing clean football all the way around. So that saying, the contrast to that is the Saints have been essentially good everywhere. (laughs) The Saints have been good everywhere. They have the sixth most rushing yards per game and the fifth most points per game on offense. On defense, they allow the fourth least yards, the fifth least points per game. They have the eighth most sacks for the season, 45, and they're tied for the most interceptions the season. Their defense is rocking. You know, it's tough. It's a tough, tough thing. The Bears win if the Bears can keep up Red zone attempts, but convert them into TDs instead of field goals because they've been doing a lot of stalling and hitting field goals. You can't win that way, and they have to keep the game within one score throughout. Bears also win if they additionally avoid third and long situations. They're not built for that, and they win if they win time of possession and keep the Saints off the field. The Saints win if they're back at full strength uh, in the wild card game with Kamara and Thomas, if they pull away by more than one score, and quite frankly, if they show up at the stadium. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. the, I mean, I'm a Bears fan. But I don't have any delusions here that they're going to beat the Saints this weekend. I think they're going to keep it close. Saints win, Bears cover the 9.5-point spread. Ooh. So, I mean, I think the Bears have an opportunity to win if Khalil, if Khalil Mack just dominates. 
we don't really know yeah. where, if he dominates. I and if he dominates, uh, there's a chance. It's it's you know because he can. Yep. He can do. He can. He's a, he's a difference maker. He's that kind of player. And um, how is Roquan Smith looking? Yep. How's Roquan looking? Um, I actually don't know the most recent. Let's see. Uh, I actually haven't had a chance to check up on him, but I uh-huh. think there is. Looks like quite na- right now questionable still okay. and looking like unlikely to play. So you know yeah, that, that, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's going to be a huge problem for us. He does make um, the defense better. And also Darnell Mooney also questionable yeah. for us, and he's actually been very good, um, really dynamic for us oh. as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can't allude, we can't afford to lose anybody. That's the bottom line, right? I mean, yeah. the, the Bears had to play the perfect game, and I'll be I'll, I'll be rooting hard with my Khalil Mack jersey on, but you know I don't think I don't know if that's going to be enough. <laughs> and we we all are, all fans are superstitious. Not all, most fans are superstitious. But keep rooting, man. Keep rooting. Yeah. All right, well, I'm superstitious. No doubt about that. <laughs> I I am too. I'm not going to even lie to you. I am too. All right, so hey, Coach Bills, <laughs> Coach Bills, Ryan, you're on, you're on, you're on next. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't even want to really spend a lot of time talking about this game. I'll just reiterate <laughs> to what I said to Hakun last night, which is the yeah. Bears The Bears do have a shot in this game. Uh, there's two things that need to happen. Uh, the rest of the Saints roster needs to contract COVID, mm-hmm. uh, and someone needs to invent a time machine so the Saints can go back and not pass on two uh, elite quarterbacks and draft that bum Mitchell Trubisky. Short of that, uh, it, it's like Hakun said, if the Saints show up, good night. So, Ryan, what about the Bills and Colts then? AFC, we're going to the AFC. Bills, Colts, Ryan. Yeah, Bills and Colts. Um, I think middle of the season we saw uh, the Bills uh, had a couple game losing streak once they started to play uh, better football teams. And when that happened, um, I think a lot of us, especially over here in New England, who have seen that for years, said uh, they'll seem to fake good. Yeah. Um, and they're not They're not ready to take that leap. Uh, and then they finished the season in the fashion that they did, which mm-hmm. proved uh, the exact opposite, that uh, they, they are a legit title contender. Um, and I said last night that they they might be one of the few, one of the few teams I think can actually have a chance to knock off Kansas City mm-hmm. and stop Kansas City from being a, a repeat champion. Uh, so that's the nice take. On the other side, Philip Rivers is a bum, has always been a bum, and always will be a bum. Oh, and the most noticeable, uh, notable thing Philip Rivers has ever done is play play an AFC championship on a torn ACL, uh, which was that was nailed. Um, not that he won, so I mean, cool, good story, I guess. Um, and then the fact that he has nine kids because he doesn't know how to. Uh, you hey, know, right, stop right, that, that right, right, so, going in. So uh, the Colts. The Colts, the Colts get smacked. Flag on the play. Buffalo's gonna be a buzzsaw. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's Buffalo and Kansas City in that AFC title game. I really don't see another way around it right now. Um, so the Colts, uh, the Colts. I mean, there's that old expression, especially playing up in the north. Uh, and the Colts are a dome team. They're coming to Buffalo. Uh, it's gonna be uh, bitter out there, uh, winter time. So uh, Colts keep the buses warming up because uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a long ride back to the to the airport after. Man, you got. I mean, you know, you know, my Philip Rivers dude. That's my guy, man. Dang, Ryan, you went on my man Philip Rivers. You don't like Philip? You, you would be a Philip Rivers. I do. Man. I know. I like. He talks trash. I, I love him, man. I love Philip, man. I love yeah. him because he just doesn't care. He'll he talk a great trash. Talker. He'll come at like. I mean, he'll he's just. Great ah. He spends half the game crying to the refs. Look, oh my god, man, you, you had, just won you, in the, the NFL. Oh my god, you like Brady? You like Brady? 
Bray cries too. They all cry. Oh, hey, they all cry. They all paper. cry. Get out of here. Like Ray will chase down a referee Jesus. and cry and chase down a referee and curse them out in front of everybody. Like they all cry. That's what they're prima oh, donnas. Man. They're prima oh, donnas. Man. They all cry. Bill Rivers. Bill Rivers is 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 athletic ability is an athletic ability away from being in the NBA. Please spare me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, okay. Phil Philip. Philip will, will will may shock the world, man. I think he's gonna beat Buffalo. I think I think Philip because the Colts defense is really uh, good, and Philip is amazing. You'll see. Watch. I'm gonna shock know. the world. I'm telling you, I'm gonna shock the world. I don't man. know. I'm telling you, Philip going. Philip's gonna. <laughs> Josh Allen. This is just. Can we just talk about Josh <laughs> yeah, Allen for a second? Yeah, let's talk about Josh, man. He's so freaking hot right now. I mean, give me a break. We should call him Zoolander. He's so freaking hot. Whoa! And the guy is insane. <laughs> he's just on fire. He's on fire, man. He's like he's 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 not he's not gonna get stopped. He's not going to get the Indianapolis Colts, one of the best defenses in the league, but only 20th against the pass. Josh Allen is going to carve him up this weekend. Bills are going to take it. Bills are going to take it. Okay. All right. Let's go to this. This is a game I'm excited about. Ravens Titans. I'm going to start with oh, you, Hawkeye. Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Oh, my favorite game of the weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna start with, yeah, start oh, my with you. God. I love I can't you. wait to see this. Can't wait to see this, man. Baltimore Ravens Titans. Ravens currently a 3.5 point favorite. Currently the only lower seed to be favored in a wild card game this weekend. The two teams have met four times in the postseason. Each have won two times apiece. This weekend's going to be the tiebreaker. It should be a real good one. Both offenses incredibly dynamic and explosive. Ravens, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, and the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, getting hot. A.J. Brown, always getting behind the defenses. And the league's leading rusher, King Derrick Henry. It's just unbelievable what they've been able to do. You know, the Ravens' offense has been unstoppable. You know, mm. most rushing yards per game this season. 191.9 yards, and by a long margin. Seventh most points per game this season, 29.3. They are just on fire. The Titans offense also on fire. They have the second most rushing yards per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Derrick Henry alone. <laughs> you know, Nobody else has to run the ball. It's mm-hmm. Derrick Henry. But at 168 yards. So think about that. 30 more yards per game for the Ravens between the first and second most rushing yards teams in the NFL. At third most total yards per game for the Titans fourth most points per game. They are really on fire. This is going to be a great shootout. But the key is going to be defense, right? Ravens defense, still one of the best in the league, allow the seventh least yards per game, the second least points per game, tied for the second least opponent red zone scoring attempts per game. They are really, really good still. The Titans defense, eh, not so much. They allow the fifth most yards per game. They allow the ninth most points per game. They have the third least stacks on opposing quarterbacks, and they allow the third most opponent red scoring attempts per game. They really are a bend and sometimes break defense. (laughs) And I think it's really going to come down to that at the end of the day. The Ravens win if they maintain time of possession. Lamar Jackson remains aggressive and confident because we know that when he's confident, he can do no wrong. But when he starts to doubt himself, he does a lot of things that are just not great. The, the, the Ravens have to limit penalties because at this point the only downside is that the Ravens do have the fifth most penalties per game, leading to the third most penalty yards per game. So they got to play a clean game and they got to contain the king. They got to contain King Derrick Henry uh, and they got to make sure he doesn't have a great game, just mm-hmm. a good game. And I mean, they allow a hundred yard game, not a two hundred yard game. Mm-hmm. That's what they got to do. Titans win if they maintain time of possession, and that's going to be a challenge for them because they have the fifth lowest time of possession per game, twenty eight minutes and nineteen seconds. So they're going to have to be they're going to be challenged to do that because Derrick Henry is on the ground, but he breaks those long runs. They get down there real fast and either kick a field goal or score real quick. They don't mm-hmm. they don't maintain ball control. They win if they win the turnover battle and get this: the Titans have the best turnover ratio this season, a plus eleven. Basically, 
it's primarily based on the fact that they have the second least number of total giveaways this season at only 12. So they win that turnover battle, maintain time possession. Tannehill and his wide receivers get behind the defense for one big play, and we know that A.J. Brown and Corey Davis can do that, mm-hmm. and you don't allow, allow Lamar Jackson to run. I don't care if you have three spies or four spies, have five <laughs> guys go around and circle hands and just stand around Lamar Jackson. If you allow him to run, then it's over. That's the way I see it, and I think that the Ravens' defense finds a way to limit Henry to that 100-yard game. Lamar Jackson remains hot. I'm going to the Ravens with some with this uh, with this, this game, and they're going to cover that 3.5 point spread. Mm. So, Ryan, what if what if the Ravens fall behind? Are they is Lamar good enough to come back in this game against the Titans? Yeah, I don't think that he's not good enough to mm-hmm. come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big I'm a big believer in Lamar Jackson's ability, but I'm also a big believer in the psyche of athletes and <laughs> Lamar Jackson is one more no show in the playoffs away from uh, developing Clayton Kershaw syndrome. Mm. So um, he, he better hope he comes out and that they play, uh, they play good, uh, you know, right, right off the jump. I mean, they, they showed last year, they can come back and, you know, and when they opened up and, and you know, uh, compete, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I still think that the biggest weakness uh, in, in the Ravens game is is not Lamar Jackson's passing ability, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's the it's the passing game weapons. Mm-hmm. And Marquise Brown's a nice player, but I mean, I mean, Des Bryant is seeing targets in Baltimore. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what to say. Who uh, <laughs> can can vouch for this? That um, yeah. there was no bigger Des Bryant fan that didn't live in Dallas than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Des is everything I love Shocking. in receiver. Mm-hmm. He is physical. He's me strong. Too. He's I'm aggressive. A... Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not like. Your John Ross, John, uh, who the hell is the, the, the Washington kid, John Dawson or whatever that Josh Dotson. Josh Dotson. Those speedy, oh, you oh, can run the fourth. Oh, John Ross. You're talking about Ross. You can't run a route and can't, it can't make a contested catch. I don't care about those guys. Yeah. I love Des. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're throwing the ball to Des Bryant in 2021 for the Ravens says something about the weapons you have. So, mm. um, I think Lamar Jackson is, is good enough and I think the Ravens are good enough that they can, as long as it's not, too far uh, gone that they, they should be able to, to come back, but I think more importantly they got they got to start this game strong because if they get behind, um, you know, watch out in terms of uh, yeah. starting to get nervous and tight and and you know it, when that when that pressure starts to build, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if they're good enough to overcome that and uh, overcome being, you know, uh, behind on the scoreboard. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you, Ryan. That's yeah. that's my concern. I just think that if they fall behind. Um, I don't know because of the psyche, the mental aspect of it. I don't know if they're ready to to, to overcome that, uh, especially with this Titan team. When you know if you fall behind, uh, now you're you have so much pressure on trying to stop Derrick Henry, you know, because they're running, they're really they're willing to run the football and, and drain that clock. So it's 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 it's, inter- it's interesting. This matchup is interesting. It's like old school Baltimore Ravens Titans when Ray Lewis was in Baltimore and the late great Steve McNair. Uh, was in Tennessee like those 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 rivalries those those games used to be so so heated and Eddie George too when he was with the Titans they used to be so heated um and it's game right and it's game too when you see these two teams lock up because the trash talking on the field and whatnot uh it's it's kind of reminisce uh, reminiscent of those 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 glory days uh when those when the, those legends were playing back then so it's gonna be a great game man it really is all right I want to go with the Brown Steelers I'm gonna start with my man Ryan Brown Steelers yeah, uh, the yes, again another thing I, I pointed out last night. This, this Steelers <laughs> team was the fakest ten and zero 
team in the NFL <laughs> since the Patriots were 10 Yeah, who, who gave him that loss, though? Who gave him that loss? Who gave him that first loss? Who gave him that first loss? <laughs> <laughs> it does not matter. The point, the point being, they were a paper tiger. They've always been a paper tiger. Uh, we we talked about it on on our show a lot this year. That mm-hmm. even early on, that there was all this praise about how good Ben was coming back. Like, I mean, it doesn't look as bad as he did at the beginning of last year when his shoulder was freaking or his mm-hmm. elbow was freaking falling off. But I mean, if that's the watermark for being better, um, <laughs> then then hell, I could go out there and, and play football. So, um, you know, I think. I think he really is the problem. The inconsistent run game is not is not helpful in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I do I do love all the pieces on that defense, and I do obviously um, I, I do I love Deontay Johnson and, and I love Juju, mm-hmm. but you know I think I think they're both more suited to be number twos. Like if Got you it. have both of those guys as as your number two receiver, and you had uh, you know an Antonio Brown from a couple years ago still as the number one guy or, or whoever else you want to insert there. That's fine. And Chase Claypool, uh, Claypool has shown some flashes to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, uh, we've talked about this here before. Uh, Hakuna and I are huge Notre Dame fans, so I'd yeah. love to tout him as being good enough to be the number one option on your offense. But it feels like it feels like there's still one marquee piece away. Now that doesn't mean they can't be good enough, um, but uh, you know, I just don't think that they are. And uh, I really liked what the Browns did last week. And uh, uh, judging by Hakuna's uh, tone on our call or on our our show last night, he does not agree with me, but I think the, you know, we talked about that pressure a moment ago with Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. that, that pressure was on the Browns last Sunday. Yeah. You know, here they are, they coughed away that game against the Jets. Now it looks like they were going to get 10 wins and still miss the postseason. There's all that generational pressure there. They haven't been to the playoffs in you know, 15 plus years, whatever it was, 2002, um, since OJ Santiago was there for, for the old heads on Ooh, here. Oh man. Uh, I remember that OJ guy. OJ Santiago. Okay. For the Browns. <laughs> That's that's how long I think. Bray, I think Braylon Edwards was also on that team. That's how oh long yeah, my boy was on that. A, a friend of mine was on that team. A friend of mine was on that team on that on that exact team. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 it's wow. been it's been a while. So they had they had a lot of, of pressure, and even at the end of that game, there was still that pressure mounting. And mm-hmm. I just I don't know. There's something about that run play with uh with Baker. I've never been a big Baker supporter, but that run play, he gets up and the mm-hmm. fist pump, and I just. I looked at it and said, okay, that's a moment. That's nailed. That Excellent. shows that th- there is something different going on with this Cleveland team this year. Is it good enough to beat Pittsburgh? I don't know, but I, but I, I kind of sneakily like them to win this game. Um, so I'm going, I'm going Cleveland uh, because uh, hell, because I wanted to. The Pats are tied for the with the most Super Bowls. I don't, I want the Steelers winning another. So <laughs> Cleveland's winning this and knocking, uh, knocking Pittsburgh out early. And, and Ryan, I do agree with wow. you. I think, I think that yeah. something has changed, though. I do, I do agree with you. Something's changed with Cleveland, and it wasn't. I know it sucks that they lost to the Jets and whatnot and whatever, but I thought I saw a change when they competed with the Ravens. Like that's when I saw a change. I was like, they were, they had an opportunity to win that that football game. It was highly touted. It was a game that that people wanted to see if the Ravens would blow them out, and they competed, and they almost they could have beat the Ravens, but you know, obviously, obviously, Justin, Justin, um, what's his name, the kicker for the Baltimore, the all Justin Tucker. There you go, Justin Tucker. Tuck, uh, Tuck. You know, made a fifty-yard kick like he always does, but that's when I knew Cleveland is ready, is ready, to, ready for the big time. Um, it messed up with they messed up with the Jets, but I thought they were ready. Hakun, you're next. Well, okay, let me, I'll do this real quick because I am a big fan of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think they are a great tandem in the backfield. And I know that the Pittsburgh Steelers have the, the fourth best uh, rush defense in the league, but this, these guys are dynamite together. And, and quite frankly, Nick Chubb on the ground and pound, third most rushing yards, sixth most rushing mm-hmm. touchdowns. 
Kareem Hunt, fourth most receiving touchdowns for uh, running back. Two of them are just dynamite. I mean, they're just really dynamite. And I think they, if, if the Browns kind of keep this within down and distance, if they don't start getting blown out, then I think they have a chance to win this game just in the back of those two guys and, and Baker Mayfield just, you know, making sure he pushes it down when he needs to. I think the thing that's really interesting is that, yeah, I agree with Ryan that the Steelers are one of the biggest, one of the worst 10-0 and 0 teams in <laughs> NFL at the time. But the fact of the matter is that Ben Roethlisberger isn't as bad as we all think. I mean, I, I, in the eye test, he looks terrible. But, you know, he still has the six most passing touchdowns in the NFL, most completions in the NFL. I mean, the thing is that he's actually consistent, you know, and, and it's really interesting because you don't feel that way when you watch him, right? You look at him yeah. and you're like, he's old, he's not accurate, he's not doing anything, he's not moving. He actually is pretty good. Um, you know, Juju's not performing, uh, but that's because he's not getting targeted. Deontay Johnson's really breaking out. Clay, Chase Claypool there. But I just named three guys who could be starting wide receivers in any team in the NFL. So I think that at the end of the day, they have plenty of weapons. I do worry about the ground game, just like Ryan said. I mean, I just don't believe in anybody that the Pittsburgh Steelers have back there. So they do not have the ability to grind that clock away. They're going to have to pull away and win that way. The Browns do. You know what? I hate to do it, but I got to pick the Steelers. I got to pick the Whoa. Steelers, their favorite three and a half. I think the Browns keep it close, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be a competitive game. I do. I really believe it's going to be a competitive tech game. You know, one mentioned James Washington for Pittsburgh. You no, know, you know, one likes James Washington. <laughs> well, you know, he 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 is a guy, and he is a wide receiver. So yes, I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, that's, uh, that's like Dez Bryant's little brother. That's like Dez Bryant's little brother. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, yep. Hey, hey, thanks. I want to thank you all for being. Thank you too for being on the show. Before we let you go, let can you let our listeners know about the podcast? Um, know what what was your last podcast? Let them know all about it and how they can catch it and where they can find your podcast at. Okay, well, you can obviously find us at footballgarbagetime.com, and we have our podcast weekly, which is up on uh, basically anywhere you find podcasts. So you'll find it on iTunes, you'll find it on Stitcher, you'll find it on, on, uh, on all those different radio channels, as well as Alexa. If you tell Alexa to play Football Garbage Time, it will play our podcast for That's you. That's dope. And you can really? find it on our site, footballgarbagetime.com. Um, and, and I don't know if you guys know this. I guess you, have, you must know this because Ryan – Actually, was he put on his last show with me last night as um, as as the main host of our show? He is actually retiring from sports journalism, and he's going to wow. be. And, and I already made him promise to come back and be on the show of you guys and to compete and to. And he said he's going to bring the smoke for you guys. Oh, thank you, for, From here on into eternity. So don't worry about that. Okay, cool, don't worry about cool, that. Cool, That's cool. not going anywhere. Right. And he's going to be a guest guest spot over. But he's, uh, he's actually, we are actually bringing on a new regular host. It's going to be, uh, our guy, Adam Aniba. Okay. From Adam, the Burger King okay. Gold is going to be the new That's dope. weekly co-host, uh, on the Football Garbage oh, Time man. NFL podcast. Oh, this is dope. <laughs> Look at this. This is the, the DMV is spreading out. out. <laughs> when the Baltimore Ravens play the, when the Baltimore Ravens and Washington football team playing the Super Bowl this year, we'll all get, get together. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We'll go get our crab cakes together. Yeah. It'll be fun. Oh, man. Oh, okay. I see you. Okay, Haku. You know about the crab cakes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So Ryan, you leaving this? That's messed up, Ryan. Yep. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't DM me this, man. You know, this is, this is, this affects my life. You know, my social media life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought I thought we just dropped the the exclusive on your show. Is, give you guys, you know, give you guys some listeners for once. Oh, right. Wow, uh, right. wow, this is what uh, we do. Uh, DMZ, <laughs> DMZ is going to post it. DMZ. <laughs> no longer well, DMZ, it's TMZ. You know what I'm saying? This, this is the one that's blowing you guys up. But uh, no, yeah, uh, it's it time for me to 
uh, to focus on, on the other areas that, uh, that things are a little bit more lucrative in. So, uh, but like I said, I'm still down to do guest shows with Hakun. You guys, whenever, and, and don't worry, I'm not going anywhere on Twitter. So I'll be, I'll be in your ear all next football season. <laughs> I actually, He's not going walking anywhere. away from all the football work means I might actually find time to make picks next year. So, uh, <laughs> there he is. Hey Ryan, hey these days Ryan, I'm like, oh, I forgot about picks too. When you when when you do it, you make when you miss it, I don't feel this bad. Now I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm usually last minute, I am last minute. <laughs> and then when I'm like, all right, did Ryan make his picks? He didn't. Okay, cool. I don't look as bad. <laughs> <laughs> what a class act. <laughs> yes. Oh man, hey, but I appreciate you guys for being uh, on. And you want to drop your social, you drop it. your social media. Y'all want to drop your your handles or whatnot so folks can follow you. Yeah. At, Except for Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's retiring. Ryan's retiring. Twitter. Except for Ryan, Ryan's retiring. <laughs> go, 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 go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> at FB Garbage Dive, but but hey, follow Ryan too at Ryan Whitfield <laughs> Ne because hey, <laughs> he needs to get some love out there on Twitter land, man. We were gonna have to make sure he stays honest and he uh, stays on Twitter, right, so man. everyone follow well, him. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of the side ventures I'm working on is uh, doing affiliate marketing. So I'm going to be dropping lots of links on Twitter. So okay. make sure you do your Amazon shop <laughs> and throw all my links from now on. Thanks, everybody. All right. You know I got you, man. <laughs> I, mean, right. I, may, I may make jokes. You know I got you, bro. And uh, so, all, so we're gonna, I'm going to retire Ryan's jersey, his, his, his face. I mean, his, his, uh, his, uh, his fancy football jersey. Uh, championship jersey on Twitter. Nice. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to retire it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna try to take a picture of it. I'm gonna hang it on the Raptors, Ryan, for you. Woo. You know what I'm saying? Because you did win the Urban Sports Scene <laughs> Fantasy Football Championship. It. I got you, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna look out, man. And then I'm gonna talk trash to you about it. Uh, trash about you after I do it. Because that's it's the only way to go, dog. It's the only way to go. Like I have to do it that way. <laughs> I want you to know, like that's all love, though. When I do that. <laughs> all right, y'all. It always man. is. All right, you guys, man. Have a good one. Have a blessed one. And happy and happy 2021. Yeah, happy yeah, you guys. Thanks. Uh, for thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, take it easy, guys. All right, take care. Awesome, man. Love those dudes. All right, so uh, again, make sure you follow Hakung, Hakung and Ryan on Twitter. Hakung's is tw- his Twitter handle is um, at. Well, I'm not gonna use that one. Actually, that's called his football garbage time. I was gonna put his whole his official Twitter handle. Let me give you his. The, the football garbage time Twitter handle. It's at FB garbage time. Again, that's at FB garbage same time. Thing. You know, no, it's something different. He got another one too, bro. It's the same thing. He got he, another one. I know he does. That's, I, I mess with him on that one too. Oh, do you? Does he respond he, to that one? He is the, the man behind FB garbage time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the same thing. You're right. Facts. It's the same thing. I'm not going to put Ryan's. Yeah. He's retired. I'm not going to put Ryan's Twitter handle out there, man. I'm not going to do that to that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Again, check out the football, football Garbage Time website at www.footballgarbagetime.com. So, man, in terms of the urban sports scene, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. <laughs> Just search the urban sports scene. Also, tweet us in at urban sports scene <laughs> and hit us up on our urban sports scene Facebook page. I mean, I can't group everything together. People get confused, man. You got to, like, spread it out, <laughs> in bro. Terms in terms of the urban sports, sports scene. scene, yes. You know what I'm saying? Follow us, yeah. my friend. I understand where you're coming from. You are. You, <laughs> you man, brother, it's a great. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Go ahead, dog. I hate you, dog. Go ahead. Don't give me all script, man. I like to. I like to be on script. Go ahead, Ray. Okay, what, what were you saying? What were you about to say? Oh, I was just going to say real quick. What? What? Just what if Washington football team versus 
Baltimore. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, crazy. That would be for DMV. That would be dope. It won't happen this year, though, but it'd be dope. It'd be dope eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope with the way it's Ron is built. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The, the way Ron is building this squad, I can see if they get a, you know, get a particular, get some kind of quarterback play, another quarterback that's healthy. Job versus Ron. It's perfect. Ron job. Go ahead, brother. Close it out. Close it. All right, man. New storm, baby. I know. Go ahead, man. And make sure you check out the check out sports, <laughs> sports journey at sportsjourney.com for all of your DMV sports content. Yes, now I can close out. You've been listening to the urban sports scene for ages. <laughs> yeah, dig deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out, big homie. And also, again, happy new year to everybody. Thank you all for listening. You all stay blessed and safe.